Good morning. It is Monday, May 11th, 6.22 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It was very, very busy. There's so much stuff to do, even in lockdown. <laughs> but I managed to get out a bit, which felt really great. Full disclosure, I just woke up from... A very long dream that I was making gumbo and I really thought I was making gumbo <clears throat> it was like a very idyllic gumbo making experience because I was at the fish market and picking out all of the fish and they were all very beautiful and I was grabbing lobster tails and a bunch of crawfish and all the shrimp and everything was just Technicolor, beautiful, uh, some gorgeous fish market I have not been to yet. And I was making a documentary. And the gumbo was for the refreshments for the people, <laughs> the people. Plus, my sister Yvonne was at a fertility clinic trying to have a fifth child. I was like... I think there's an easier way for you to have that fifth child, but I didn't say anything, you know? It's a dream. And also in the dream, it made sense. Made more sense. Um, and then I, also in the dream, I kept getting these letters in the mail from customers that were filled with little goodies, which I thought, so I think it was a very, you know, what would it be, a good omen dream? Um, but yeah, the little goodies were great. There were some wax dolls and some little tin type photos and things like that. And then when I woke up from the dream, I got a really nice message in my DMs from a customer in Japan. So that was a really great start to my day. Um, she had been really concerned that her package wouldn't arrive. And I've heard this from other Japanese customers too. Uh, customers, Japanese customers living in Japan, to be clear. Um, that they were <clears throat> getting rumors of the post office shutting down. And that they were concerned about not able to get their mail. So there's, I think there's a different stream of information or something there. Um, that's slightly different but they were concerned about their own post offices um, being unable to accept foreign mail. So, yeah, her, her spider arrived safely, and that was great. Um, and she sent me a little video of it. It was really cute. Um, so, yeah, already it's been a good day. I'm like, this is Monday? I mean, Mondays, I'm not one of those people who hates Mondays, but, you know, Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Um, really busted my hump this week, so I can probably coast a little bit today and do some fun activities, maybe more bike riding. On Saturday, I decided that I was going to try and just do one of the days on my list of the perfect day, and I realized that I could actually kind of I could kind of do it. Um, 
I'm wary of getting food to go from places. Um, but I did go to the grocery store. For some reason, they're probably equally as risky. It was a gorgeous day on Saturday in San Francisco. I mean, it was just the perfect weather. It was really breezy, but not not too breezy. You know what I mean? It was just a nice constant stream of delicate breeze. And I rode, I rode up there to Japantown and I waited in line at the Nijia market for about an hour. And you know what I gotta say, waiting in line is not that bad with social distancing. It used to stress me out and I would avoid lines. And then like when I was waiting in line for an estate sale, oh my God, you have to have some strong boundaries because people will try to inch ahead of you and cut you in line and sometimes just straight up push you. Um, And I don't think anyone would do that at a grocery store, but I've seen some rudeness before. Um, But yeah, everyone was really polite and I listened to a history podcast and I got in there and Nijia Market is great. I don't know. I think there might be some in other cities, but they make sushi there every day fresh and they just keep it coming all day long. It's not like Safeway sushi. Um, you can definitely have it for lunch and it's, it definitely hits the spot. So yeah, I had my first sushi. I had some tuna. There wasn't much left. There wasn't a ton left when I got inside the store. It was about 3 PM. Um, and what else did I have? Oh yeah. I had a onigiri of the plum, the ume. That was really good with pickled plum and then I also had the little fried squid. It was so good. It was so good. I had not had sushi in three months. And I sat out in Pete's Plaza eating it. And I would have liked to have it with April. But you know what? That's fine. I was with her in spirit. And then I just, yeah, I did a bit of shopping in there. I, you know, got some sushi rice and that sort of thing so I can make it at home. Um, probably make just vegetarian sushi at home. And yeah, then I rode back with my bounty. And it was just so nice to be outside, to go on a long bike ride. Um, I'm a bike commuter generally, so I, you know, in nor- more normal times, or how do we describe the past? In the past, I would, I would ride my bike everywhere to to a lot of things um and sometimes you know I'm I wonder like wow I can't justify right just riding a bike going on a bike ride to me it's a it's a form of transportation so I I found a destination and it was so wonderful I really needed it for myself and I did end up having yeah kind of the the perfect day it felt really good so I'm gonna try to get close to those having those other perfect days um another little concession I made to a perfect day um I would have to say this is almost perfect I met Irina at Amato's on Valencia at 21st for a drink now for those of you that are listening that have moved from the city Amato's 
I don't think it's been there that long, but it used to be something called like Viracocha. And, you know, it had that kind of like accordion loving burning man type, you know, um, Leonard Cohen super fan vibe. And it still does. Um, and I never go there. But you know what? They were they were selling some cocktails. And you just belly up to this table and they go in the bar and make them for you. And they put them in a plastic cup. So needless to say, I didn't have a Manhattan. Um, but Irina and I both had some great margaritas. And mine was a lavender infused one. <laughs> it was just that part I just couldn't resist, you know? Um... And then we walked up Liberty Street, which is around the corner um, from Dogyard Books. And we walked and we stood under Shade Street Tree and we talked. And it was the first cocktail I'd had in months. I've I bought booze at the um, Mission Bar liquor sale, but I haven't tapped into it yet. I don't really like drinking my Manhattans by myself. Um, so that was really nice to see Irina, and we talked for a long time, it seemed, but, you know, it never, never seems like a long time in, when, you know, I don't know, it seems like it, we talk a long time when I think about it, um, but yeah, we talked for a long time about buffets, and how those have, have gone, gone, you know, those are gone away, and will they ever come back? And I was like, wow, man, I do love a good buffet. Um, there used to be more giant buffets here, like about 15 years ago, like Chinese buffets and all manner of things. Um, they have a lot of really good buffets in Houston. Mom and pop buffets. Um, so, yeah, and cafeterias, that sort of thing. So we talked about other stuff, too, but... Um, then it was time for me to walk back. And I actually saw some pe people that I recognized when I was out and I was wearing my mask. Everyone was wearing a mask. But I'm kind of glad they didn't recognize me. I was like, you know what, this mask comes in handy. And I like that because, you know, I another thing I noticed, I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this, but I noticed that I'm kind of more avoidant <laughs> um, and I really just want to see the people like I want to see less people and I just want to see my people and then I'm starting to realize there's a lot of people who aren't my people <clears throat> so yeah I did I avoided like six people this weekend just by wearing the mask this is so great. Well, you know, I have like a distinctive mouth because I've got a big gap in my teeth. And so anytime I open my mouth, you can tell it's me. Um, so the mask is giving me a little bit more freedom. I guess no one looks at my eyes. <laughs> uh, that's fine. It's working out in my favor. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, let me see. What else has been happening? Um... So I went to Andrew's warehouse three times this week to gather more books. 
and I got about four boxes worth. So yeah, I went to the warehouse. I've been staying there for about two hours, three times a week, and just selling through a lot of books, and it's been really great. There's really beautiful books, and it's kind of overwhelming. There's been some disturbing, some things in the books that I've chosen not to sell that because they're disturbing and there's racism in the books, which it, you know, at the time it may not have seemed like overt racism, but to, to me now it, it definitely qualifies as that. And, and even of course the, you know, covert racism, it's all racism and, and that, that kind of, made me pause and it made me really sad to see that um I feel like it just it gave me a lot a lot more it it how do I put it into words it solidified what I already knew uh, about our country and about just the constant prevailing scourge of racism in the country and it's kind of mind-boggling to see how many different types of books on all different subjects contained a racist point of view and one of the things I do is I go through every single book and make sure it doesn't have anything that is racist in it and I've had to discard a lot of books because of that or I'll get home and I'll be about to list something and it will have a racist image in it that I didn't catch um now some I know that there are you know periods periods of history that are being described in books and if it's just a description of something that is happening then you know I'm not going to censor a description of something that happened but um imagery I will not tolerate it's just too it's too wounding to a lot of people and it's it's damaging to I don't want to be the type of person that sells that stuff um and it also makes me think about just how it's still it's still such a problem here and it'll never go away it seems <clears throat> and I I just feel really saddened by that and overwhelmed and by the increase in racial tension, it just it doesn't get any better. I, I really do feel overwhelmed by that. And, you know, even, here's how bad racism is, you know, how, how it's so insidiously, you know, affecting or infecting our society and our daily life. We can, we must, you know, stand up and be anti-racist every single day, even if we're in quarantine, because of the news that we take in, and how we react and respond to, to the information about how people are, are being killed, 
and harassed and underserved every day, how we respond to that information, that is a way that we can take a powerful stand against racism. And to be, to be aware, you know, people are saying that coronavirus is the great equalizer. But as it's going on, we realize that it's something that's killing disproportionate amounts of black and Hispanic people. And that those communities are the ones that are getting the least assistance and help. And if you are not, if you are white, you're generally getting much better care because of the way the system was already set up against black people and Hispanic people, especially undocumented workers. So that really does, you know, how you respond to that, how you react to that, and the amount of time that you hold space for that reality, those are all ways that we can be anti-racist, even if we can't do other things like protest or join a new organization, but we can donate our our thoughts, our bandwidth, our money, and we can reach out and spread love. It's very overwhelming to me that aspect of it because you know I am so privileged and even though I've worked really hard I have I have a lot of privilege and I've got a lot of support and it doesn't matter if it's generated by me um, I know that I have a lot of opportunities and I'm able to, to actually act on those opportunities because of my because I'm white and, you know, sometimes I, I'm very, sometimes I'd say probably all the time, I'm very unaware of other aspects of my privilege. And I'm just, I feel like a lot of people are, they take a lot of, you know, I take a, probably a lot of nice things for granted to say the least. So I'm going to leave it at that right now, um, as far as that subject is concerned, because I feel like that deserves an, its own podcast. Um, but I will s- somehow, how do I segue into another subject? Um, I did find some other things that were not racist, and I'm looking forward to presenting them to my customers. Um, I found these shoes. I have a seller that consigns things to me, and they are by David Green. They are from the 1930s. They are a size 24, which is about a size 3, maybe a 4 shoe. I mean, they are tiny. Um, They are satin. They're raspberry colored satin. They've got a leather sole. And I believe David Green is a German designer. I'm going to look into that a little bit more. Um... I didn't know that he had been making mules this this uh, far back. Um, 
I've I've sold through his his satin quilted slippers many times over back when people wore shoes um but you know what I'm thinking I might make these kind of chaparelli style maleficent horns out of them because they're so small the shoes are so small they kind of fit like the palm of my hand so I put my hair in two buns last night and then I shoved the buns into the you know the socket of the shoe um so I think what I'm going to do is make a <clears throat> a very chic kind of little head headpiece that people can wear the shoes on their head I'm still working on it I'm still working on that idea um one of the things is the satin is kind of faded and discolored so I don't know I might abandon the idea but I got lots of beautiful jewelry and I'm excited about presenting that to people um and then Alamany flea market is opening on Sunday so I'm really looking forward to that so yeah I miss I miss going out and discovering new stuff it's really fun I like restoring and organizing and repairing things and making them good as new again and giving them a new life if I can so I hope that you guys have a great week I've got to get started on some stuff I wanted to recommend three podcasts that I've been listening to this week that I really love um, the first one is called unobscured and it's unobscured history actually and um, it is all about history and I started for I'm still in the very very beginning like in the first season and it's all about the Salem witch trials and I like it because the episodes are very long they're like an hour and a half long so I can listen to it while I'm doing my shipping and then the second one is called noble blood and those episodes are about 30 minutes long and those are about royal royal scandals and murder all over the world and then the third one is called grounded by louis theroux it's it's a newer podcast so there's only three episodes but he interviews people like boy george and i think he, today or yesterday he's interviewed um Helena Bonin Carter and if you're not familiar with Louis Theroux's work he's a BBC documentarian and I think you can either find all of his documentaries on YouTube or Netflix but um, he goes he really gets in the nitty-gritty he stayed at the Bunny Ranch in Nevada um, he spent time I think he even stayed at their house he stayed he's he it's like an immersive sociological experience um he stayed with this group this awful white supremacist group and that was that was really trippy <clears throat> there are parts of that I mean <laughs> I'm not often scared by a documentary, but that one that one scared me. And then he also did a documentary on the Westboro Baptist Church. And I I love him. I think he's really great. Um, 
one of my favorite things in the documentary when he where he stays with the skinheads is this this man who he's in his house this man who's a racist skinhead he's he's old as well and he says he makes a racist comment in front of Louie and then he goes I bet you he's like I bet you really are mad at me now for saying that and he had this kind of gleeful look on his face and Louis said I'm not upset I just think slightly less of you now which I think is so fabulous um and that really that really shut the racist up pretty much shut him down for the rest of the episode it it, it caused him to be more subdued but but that does that is kind of I wish there I often have that thought in my head when someone does something to offend me or says something to offend me um that is untoward I'm like oh yeah I think slightly less now this person so uh yeah I highly recommend Grounded by Louis Theroux the episodes are exactly an hour long um I wish they were longer he's so good but yeah now it is time to start on the rest of my day I'm actually going back to the warehouse and I'm going to stay there for two hours and then I'm going to do some sewing I hope you guys have a wonderful day thank you so much for listening and I hope that you can get out there and have the most perfect day that you can all right take care bye-bye